Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. to break it down so don't frown sometimes we like to clown around but my jokes aren't always funny <laughs> people say they can be too punny <laughs> okay now that i got your attention steph brooke noli in the house if you could see them now they're shaking their heads and laughing i hope you're laughing along with me well it takes a lot of courage to get up and speak in front of people right it's probably a lot more challenging reciting a poem and it was actually trying, you know, for me to just rap in front of you guys right now. But that just goes to show how much skill you need to create poetry in motion, which leads me to our special guest tonight, Kalehua Fung, who was just recently named Hawaii's new youth poet laureate. Kalehua graduated from Oahu's Halau Kumana New Century Public Charter School last year. She was among 13 finalists throughout the state who performed during a Maui Arts and Cultural Center event. We want to welcome Kalehua to Mothership. Welcome, Kalehua. Welcome, Kalehua. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And we apologize for Steph's version of her um, <laughs> poetry. poetry skills. And so that's why we brought the expert, which is who is you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, Kalehua, what was your reaction when you first found out that you are the new Hawaii Youth Poet Laureate? <laughs> um, I was in, like, complete shock at first. Um, I remember even, like, on the plane ride home, I honestly felt like I didn't deserve it and, like, it wasn't real. Like, I kind of felt like it was, a, like, I don't know, I was like, was it the... <laughs> was it a prank or something <laughs> like, it didn't feel real and um it honestly still doesn't feel real like it hasn't I guess it has I don't know if it'll ever feel real <laughs> but I, mean, I think I remember like just feeling a lot of like aloha and a lot of like love and gratitude to many of the people in my life um especially to like hello kumana and like my mo'okuaho and like my family my ohana I was in like I'm still very thankful of them because I think this was like thanks to them. So Gosh, <laughs> you you're so amazing though, because you know, on the news we played a little clip, like a snippet, and it blew everybody away just by that <laughs> little clip. And I want to hear more. And I'm hoping that you don't mind if you share with us 
you know, your, your poem and tell us a little bit about it. Like, what is it called? How you were inspired by it? And, and then if you could start reciting it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, so it was titled An Ode to Messes. Um, kind of just like, I think I felt like I wanted, it was more of like an ode to Lili Uokalani. Um, because it's about Lili Uokalani, it kind of was just a story about her quilt, which is like one of the very only things that we have left of her from when she was imprisoned during the illegal overthrow of Hawaii in 1893. So um, I think I got it like as an idea from like a teacher and the, um, it was like the day of her birthday and we were doing like, I guess, poetry in class. And I was like, I already wrote a Lily Ooh poem. Like, what do I write now? And she was like, oh, maybe you can write about your quilt. And I was like, I mean, her quilt. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And from there, I kind of just like ran with it, I guess. Um, I remember like, I surprised myself because I wrote it in like an hour and shared it that day to the whole school. <laughs> and it's still probably one of like my favorite, most like, it's probably like my favorite poem and it's like the best poem I've ever written. So yeah, that's probably. So yeah. it's called, it's called an ode to messes, right? Yes. So how does it go? Oh, <laughs> the whole thing? Well, um, well. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it may not be as good as the TV version. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sirens. <laughs> That's okay. Should I wait? Or... Oh, no, you can go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it's loud. It's, it's kind of loud in real life, so. <laughs> okay. I stand in the middle of my room, crumpled up paper, pens, clothes on my floor. Life is messy sometimes. Sometimes you just have to make do with the chaos that you have. Thoughts are like race cars on a track in your head. You are always thinking what to wear next, what to say to the boy or girl you like, what homework is due tomorrow, what pencil to use, where are your books? Life is really messy sometimes and pretty complex, but you'll get through it. You'll make do of it. Our queen Liu Kalani held prisoner in her room. As resplendent and efficacious as she was, she too was held amongst a mess. Used her tears as thread, her sorrow as fabric, and sewed together the most alluring creation our eyes have ever seen. A quilt birthed from messes. Her pride and love poured into the colors. The memory of her land lingering in her head always. A mess of her people in anguish as a form government took over. Their guns labeled power and money, their bullets of hatred coated with selfishness. A mess of probably her own mind, sorrow and melancholy, despair and desperation, where each planet's probably taking up occupation in the space in her head. But also with her questions came faith and hope, optimism above all others. To her dresses apart and curtains for fabric, embedded in her quilt is the impact felt from others' egotistical actions. You see, from messes of dresses and messes of others' heads, she built, she set her foundation when all else was shaking and storming her quilt. Evidence above all that if you have faith, your messes can turn into beauty, your turmoil to calm seas, your mayhem and chaos to blue skies and gentle breezes. You may not see it yet, but surely it's coming. 
This is an ode to Nessus because from it, there is redemption. From it, there is creation. From there, there is even growth. This is an ode to Nessus because from it, the most magnificent butterflies are created. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so good! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Chicken skin. Oh, I am I'm blown away. What about you guys? Yeah, <laughs> wow, chicken skin for sure. Those are you know, those are such powerful, you know, words. And it's almost like how when a painter uses a paintbrush and does different strokes with each, you know, line and all those words that you chose to recite and express you could just paint a picture of what was happening. And I think that is truly such an art form and such a gift that you have. And it's amazing that we know you wrote this in one hour. Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> Can you, Kaleho, um, I, have, I was wanting to, wondering if you could explain to us and for folks who might not be as familiar, um, the style of, is it slam poetry? Is that the right way to? say it am i saying it right yes um can you explain about what that is for people who might not know i think um i'm more of like a spoken word poet because i'm not really good at like slam poetry which is kind of like in your face and like usually really like confrontational and stuff um i'm kind of like a more like gentler person in general and like more mellow so mm, like I like to call it like spoken word because it, I kind of just like speak it and like um, say it. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's different from slam. Is there a, 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 a category for what you're doing or is it um, just expressive poetry or? Uh, honestly, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of self-taught. So <laughs> wow. I I really don't know like the actual like technicalities of it. I kind of used to just like write what I felt and would just say it when asked to. <laughs> wow. Hello, like um, you know, if you're self-taught, like how did you even learn to express yourself in this way? Uh, were you always um, you know, drawn to public speaking or expressing yourself or writing and thinking about different expressive words or? Um, not really. Um, I'd say it started around like eighth grade. Um, I had started at Halal Kumana. Um, prior to that, I was in public schools, but I started at Halal Kumana. And then like one day in class, they were telling us we were gonna have to give a presentation to our family and they wanted us to be like creative on like how we would do that presentation. And my best friend was like, oh, what if we did like a slam poetry? And like, we kind of were like joking around with it and we had like no idea what that would mean. But like from there, it just kind of took off. And I remember like writing verses in math class the next period and like writing everything out. And yeah, I kind of found out that I was good at it. and that it worked <laughs> so yeah from there I just kept writing I guess yeah so what's your what's your style or process like obviously the teacher planted the seed in your head about the subject right 
And mm. then do you then envision and is it all free flowing? And then are you, when you say write it out, are you using pencil and paper? Cause I mean, nowadays kids are just typing, right? So <laughs> what's, what's, what's the process? What's the process? Um, sometimes it'll be typing. Sometimes I prefer to write it out because then I can kind of like thought process it where it's kind of like a web of things that are in my head. Um, little things will give me like inspiration, to, like little to big things, like honestly anything. It's just a way for me to really like think through things and really process and analyze what happens, I guess. It's kind of like my only thought process. Um, it really helps me to like understand what I'm feeling and like maybe even like what I'm seeing and what I'm like hearing. Like it really just helps me process things that are happening to me um, and helps me to like not stress as much about it because I can just like get it out of me and then I can like look at it and be like, oh, this is what this is kind of, yeah. So the way that you express yourself on paper, does that reflect the way that you express yourself in real life? verbally yeah yeah I actually prefer to like write things out before even like I say them like I had to like write through <laughs> everything yeah wow. I kind of like think it's more of like a mind to pen to paper kind of thing instead of like some people just like say it instead but <laughs> I can't do that <laughs> oh my gosh it's truly a passion, it seems like, too. Yeah. And, and for, you know, okay, we're really impressed right now, but on your, from your point of view, do you feel like this is just the beginning for you and there are ways that you can improve or, and if so, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. I mean, I always think there's room for improvement, but, like, this is the biggest I like have ever got like I I didn't know I could get this far with it like it was honestly just like a thing around school like everybody at school knew I did poetry but out of school I didn't really do anything poetic I didn't do any poetry so doing this and like winning was kind of crazy for me in itself but I mean I do hope to eventually like do bigger things with it now that I can like see the potential of it so yeah <laughs> can you can you explain to the listeners listeners what you want and and what this um the 2022 Hawaii Youth Poet Laureate means in this in this day and age and what it means to you yeah I think for the most part um coming from a Hawaiian charter school um and just being really deeply rooted in native Hawaiian culture, especially. Um, I think for me, I want it to be an opportunity to use this platform to really uplift other indigenous voices and other native Hawaiian voices, because um, something big for me that I've always like kind of had an idea of is like rewriting the narrative and writing the narrative of like indigenous people and like indigenous people telling their own stories and just anybody telling their own story because I think the only way and the best way to tell your story is for you to tell it yourself. Um, and so I think like with my poetry, I always try to do that and like help tell stories in the way they're supposed to be told, I guess. And so I guess I hope that 
whatever I may do with this because I haven't really thought it out yet. It's just um, a way to help uplift Indigenous youth and Native Hawaiian voices specifically. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like that's such a mature answer. <laughs> no, it is, and it's it's um, inspiring to hear that that you that you're even thinking, you know, ab about that and, and how to help your community and your people and just Hawaii in general, just, you know, so do you have aspirations of writing more or do more poetry or is it writing a book maybe, or still kind of thinking about it? I'm still kind of thinking about it, but I know that I kind of like a dream of mine has always been to like write a book and, um, yeah, I'll always write poetry. I still do and always probably will. It's kind of like a way to like diary or journal for me. Like every day I'll go home and write something little, but yeah. Like how, I mean, we all have kids, Noli book, myself, and then we also have parents who are listening as well. But I mean, how common is, you know, this skill taught? I mean, in school, because I mean, I don't know when, when we were growing up, we had like speech contests, you know, we had speech <laughs> festivals where we um, would recite stories and, and things like that and perform in front of the judges. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, is, yeah debate, right? Right. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, is this, a, debate. Yeah, but. is this a common thing now? Or I mean, what, what's, where does it stand, poetry in um, school? To be honest, I can't really speak for public schools because I don't know, I didn't go to one. Um, but I think on my part for charter schools, especially, um, I really believe in charter schools. I really love being from a charter school. I think coming from a charter school specifically helped me to really grow into my poetry it kind of just like gave me the space and opportunities to really seek out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do that. And it kind of just like gave me the freedom to see what kind of creativity came out of me. Um, and so I'm really, that's why I'm really thankful to Hello Kumana and charter schools in general, because I think that's a little bit different from public schools and like a set curriculum. I think having the space and opportunity to just be allowed to, feel and think how you think um, really helped me grow into my poetry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, you, I know you were talking about charter schools on your behalf, and I know that um, your competition, <laughs> they were like from all over, right? Like um, mm -hmm. there were public schools and well, I don't know where there are public schools. I know there was private so, schools. I think there was private there schools for our junior youth poet mm -hmm. laureates. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, my goodness. So impressive, Kalehua. How old are you, by the way? I'm 18. I turned 19 in July. <laughs> Do you like music? Yes, love music. <laughs> because, you know, I just had a thought, and I know there are some talented musicians that are also looking for lyricists, like people <laughs> that can actually come up with their song material, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's also yeah. a fun gig. And and there's also, um, you know, you could recite your poetry to music in front of people, mm -hmm. too, if you're ever up for that. Or <laughs> hey, what about politics? Does that appeal to you? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> because Possibly. I could, I mean, I could also see a politician hiring you, uh, you know, as a speechwriter, too. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the way that your ability to connect with people. Do, I mean, do you know that you're doing that? Is that something that you consider and keep in mind when you're reciting to an audience? Mm, kind of. Not, so I don't one? know. I think because for like um, the most part, my audience has been my school (laughs) so it was like native Hawaiians I guess so I was like a native Hawaiian writing about native Hawaiians so I guess for the most part I was like oh this will be great but I mean I guess I haven't really tried for other people so (laughs) I mean that what you just recited it's so beautiful so I'm so curious you know what other themes uh that you've come up with as well but it's such an effective way to communicate your your you know how you're feeling and I could clearly see it. I don't know about you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Nolan Brooke? Yeah, feel it. Could feel it. Yeah. yeah. Feel it. And I was like, geez, I wonder what the real life quilt looks like now. Right. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know this story. So I'm interested now. Like, what does the quilt mm-hmm. look like? Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Was it just one quilt or were there several? It's one like huge quilt. I don't know the exact measurements, but I know that when she was imprisoned it was when she was imprisoned in her room in Iolani Mm -hmm. palace so it's in that room and um because she didn't they didn't want to give her anything because they thought it was dangerous to like give her certain resources and stuff she kind of had to tear tear apart like her own dresses and her curtains and stuff and um someone said this to me and I didn't even think about it but um you know like those dresses should have belonged in a museum you know like they should have been kept well and like you know it was like literal royalty clothing and she chose to and like she wanted to and she chose to tear that apart as like a way for her to remember what happened in a way for her to put kind of like her aloha for her aina out there so yeah you just learned something girls (laughs) (laughs) very powerful very yeah. powerful, meaningful. Yeah. Wow. Kalehu, what are your plans in the short term coming up? What are you wanting to do? Uh, no idea, honestly. <laughs> no idea. Mm, yeah. Because you just graduated, right? Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no rush. I mean, yeah. you, know, you are on a track and a path and I have no doubt that you will be successful I mean you, you seem like a very bright young woman right now for all of the <laughs> listeners who have children and who are also thinking about gosh you know I I just am kind of scared to get up in front of people and and you know showing them and sharing with them my poem do you have any advice for those students um Honestly, for me, it like was all just like spur of the moment kind of things. It was I'm a very spontaneous person. You don't so get nervous. Like, <laughs> I do get nervous, but I like try to like do things before I get nervous and then get nervous as I'm doing it. So um, even like when I applied for this competition, it was like 7 p.m. the day of the due date. It was due at like 11:59, and I was like, I'm just gonna enter in whatever. <laughs> hope it works out Mm. so um yeah I think um the best thing for me sometimes is to trust myself and not overthink it too much and just 
honestly do it before you get to thinking about it because if you think about it you're going to convince yourself not to do it Mm -hmm. so just don't be afraid and charge you know like let go and go go for it any inspirational or meaningful quote you'd like to share with our listeners um I guess a quote that I kind of live by is um this little quote from Virginia Woolf by um in the book The Waves um it goes like this to speak of knowledge is futile all is experiment and adventure we are forever mixing ourselves with unknown quantities that's probably my favorite quote ever Um, wait wait (laughs) sorry can you repeat that one more time (laughs) (laughs) to speak of knowledge is futile all is experiment and adventure we are forever mixing ourselves with unknown quantities Mm, wow geez (laughs) what does that mean how would you translate that in your own words if you had to give that um kind of like what I was just saying um sometimes you just have to be spontaneous because saying you know everything and saying you know things you know isn't always true and there's always more to learn and in the end like it's life is whatever (laughs) you know like you always just have you know like you have to just go out there and experiment and adventure and just find things out and learn things out for yourself and yeah (laughs) that's great advice for even for us adults we're you're so young and us we're just like taking this all in and yeah thank you for explaining that for us, us. <laughs> yeah right, right, in other right. words can you break it down <laughs> yeah so I know, you're and I, sorry go, go ahead, ahead. Uh, so uh fear of failure what mm. is that how do you deal with that or do you deal with that or how do you overcome that because I think a lot of us go through that mm-hmm. um I mean to be honest I felt like a failure when I took this gap year because I really wanted to go to college right after high school but it was just like financially not possible for me and it was just really hard um and so for like a really long time that was hard for me to process because I had like that was the only dream I had was like to go away to college and go off to college and to not be able to do that was really hard for me to like accept but um if I didn't go, to, if I went to college, I wouldn't have won this conversation. But I think um, it really just takes time and allowing yourself to like feel through things. I think nowadays it's hard to like just sit down and let yourself feel through things. And there's a lot of like um, stigma around that. But I think, yeah, just letting yourself feel it and being okay with what you're feeling and processing however that is you know like for me it's writing out poetry so I would write out my thoughts and just let it get out of my system even like um I used to dance so sometimes I would like dance a little bit (laughs) to kind of like get it out of my system but yeah just processing in whatever way is most comfortable for you and feels best I think and trying again because um you know what's gonna happen if you try again you already failed (laughs) once so you know <laughs> how old are you again yes right <laughs> she must be like 103 words <laughs> of wisdom amazing wow yeah you see so clearly and um <laughs> I appreciate that I appreciate that I mean it's very simple a lot of things that we take for granted and as human beings a lot of us 
<clears throat> tend to think too much about a certain thing and let our fears or other people's judgments or judgments of ourselves kind of get in the way of expressing ourselves. And I just love how you make it so simple and present it so simply <laughs> and beautifully and clearly, which is the way that it should be. I hope that never changes. That is your superpower. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So amazing. So amazing. I, I know I'm sitting here, I'm thinking back and I'm like, so Kaliho, we all met when we were your age. Mm. <laughs> That's how long we've been friends. <laughs> and, I, and when you're speaking, I'm like, your, your wisdom is so far beyond your years. I don't even think I knew what stigma was when I was, <laughs> to be really honest. And, but for you to like be able to say and, and provide just advice on, I don't even think you realize you're providing advice, but it's really good advice in terms of the, the key is to feel through things and let yourself feel it because it's so scary to go there, mm-hmm. right? We do all these things to distract ourselves from having to actually feel the thing we're supposed to feel. So I, I'm in awe of you, but um, yeah, like really excited to see what's ahead for you. You have this long runway ahead of you. Um, <laughs> please keep us posted. We're always happy to support, um, but congratulations on the win and everything that's ahead. Keep doing what you're doing. Mahalo. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, Kalehua. <laughs> How do we find you? How do we stay in touch with you, Kalehua? How can we um, find you? I guess mostly Instagram. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> you don't have a company website yet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, might, I might get a website up. We'll see. Yeah. All I, right. We're so yeah. proud of you. And um, you're a bright shining star. Keep shining bright and spread those words of wisdom and beautiful poetry. Once again, Kalehua Fung on Mothership. She is Hawaii's new youth poet laureate yay and you can aren't follow you her be, where yeah, can they follow you competing aren't you gonna be competing in the uh nationals or something um i don't know but sure oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay there's some, sp- some suspense then <laughs> and in the meantime, your, what, what's your instagram handle that everybody can kind of follow your journey it kind of <laughs> sounds like a radio station but um it's k t k k dot f <laughs> right one more time k t k k dot f yes. <laughs> all right you heard it here everybody join us on mothership <laughs> thank you so much and to all of our listeners you don't frown don't be down just clown around <laughs> oh I just, <laughs> the contrast there definitely not like as Kalehua, take it out let's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kalihua something that you're feeling right now to end it no that, that was perfect he's <laughs> <laughs> so kind so <laughs> aloha and mahalo aloha Kalehua. thank you Kalehua aloha. take care everyone aloha, aloha. yes